Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. I'm Elliot Danker. It's time now for the bigger picture. All eyes are on the U.S. as economists expect some cooling in core inflation. We're expecting CPI numbers to come out a little bit later tonight. What does that mean? How will it affect the Federal Reserve where interest rate hikes are concerned? How aggressive do they need to be? Plus, we'll take a look at what the ECB did yesterday in terms of rate decisions. On the line with me this morning is Vas. Vasu Menon, Executive Director, Investment Strategy at OCBC Bank. Good morning, Vasu. Good morning, Elliot. We've got a lot to talk about. A lot of, I mean, like, who's going where, what's going what, how aggressive do you need to be? First things first, though, we were anticipating that ECB rate decision. Um, So we're seeing a rate hike next month. What are your thoughts on it? Any two cents worth on what they've decided? Well, you know, what struck me was that, you know, Lagarde talked about a sustained, you know, increase in interest rates. So she said, July is not a one-off. We'll have to keep this going until inflation is under control. And this is the same thing you get out of the Federal Reserve. That's the same thing you get out of more central banks. So they're very focused on inflation. And they've taken the inflation forecast up quite significantly. And they've taken the growth forecast down quite significantly. And more than that, I think if you look at what the ECB is forecasting, it's still forecasting inflation to exceed its 2% target even in 2024. So they expect persistent inflation. And so the fear in the markets is that they'll do a 25 basis point hike in July, as they've already said. Yeah. But come September, October, the big question mark is will they do 50 basis point, you know, perhaps, or will it be 25? Because if they see inflation as a problem, uh, ongoing problem, then they might do 50. And, you know, that might be the template that the other central banks around the world adopt as well. If they see persistency in inflation, then they could turn even more aggressive. And mm. uh, not the best piece of news for bond markets or equity markets. Yeah, I mean, it really depends on the, how the medium-term inflation outlook shapes up. It feels like there are a lot of overlapping issues. Energy, food, rent, healthcare costs all going up. I'll only trust that... Uh, okay, Inflation peaking. This obviously is something that's been thrown around. And it seems like today, I mean, you've got the likes of Janet Yellen speaking earlier this morning, saying she doesn't expect the US economy to go into recession, but growth is going to slow down. Gasoline prices, not likely to fall. I can tell by my grab prices. Um, <laughs> Let's yeah. talk a little bit about those CPI numbers that are coming out tonight. They're expecting uh-huh. it to go up 0.7%. you agree? Well, you know, I think the numbers, it's possible, it's possible. But, you know, the, the risk is that the numbers might exceed market expectations. Now, if it exceeds market expectations, then, you know, you know, the, the markets are going to be surprised. And that's going to be, you know, bad for the markets. It's going to create quite a bit of volatility. I think, Elliot, the key thing is this. Yeah. It is not just about inflation rolling over. So inflation comes down from, say, 8.5% to 8.3%. Uh, that doesn't, to me, that, that means modestly positive news because if inflation remains above the 8% handle, even if it remains above the 7% handle for an extended period of time, for several months, that means inflation is fairly persistent and it's still a problem. And if central banks see that, it's still possible that although the inflation rate may be coming down, they might feel that you know they need to do more because the gap between that and the 2% target that the Federal Reserve have is, has is quite wide. And uh, the risk is that while the Fed has committed to 250 basis point hikes in June and July, the big question mark is will they need to do more than just two or maybe even go past 50 basis points to 75 basis points. So those things are going to play on the minds of investors. So even if the numbers improve slightly, the issue of inflation persistency may not be resolved until we get more data down the road. 
Yeah, I mean, how aggressive does the Fed need to get when it comes to interest rate hikes? I want to get your thoughts on this. We're expecting them to raise a target funds rate by a half point next week, another half point in July. After that, the pace looks a little bit less clear. What are your thoughts? Yeah, so, you know, uh, right now, it's still very hazy. I mean, they've already said 250 basis points hikes, which is quite uh, unusual. I mean, history, most times the Fed has increased interest rates by 25 basis points. So if they say 250 basis points hike before they even happen and they've committed to it, already shows you that, you know, they're worried about inflation. Now, if inflation doesn't come off, so the key thing is tonight, Elliot, mm. a lot hinges on what happens tonight. The Fed will take its cue from what happened tonight, the data tonight. And if they feel that inflation is going to be a longer-term problem, then, you know, they might do more than just two 50 basis points hike. So if you look at what the former vice chair of the Fed says, Alan Blinder, he says that, you know, the Fed may have to do three or four or maybe even more and even mm. perhaps even send the U.S. economy into recession to tackle inflation. Jenny Yellen won't be happy with that since she says she doesn't <laughs> expect not. it to go into <laughs> recession. But how, I mean, that do you see that as the biggest impact on the markets? Anything else perhaps we're missing out on? I think that is the biggest impact on the markets. Now, the, the markets are very focused on inflation, how aggressive the Fed will be and whether that will lead to a recession. Okay. So the big question mark that remains unanswered and, you know, you've seen Yellen put up a brave front. Yeah. You've seen a lot of officials put up a brave front, but in reality, no one knows. We'll get a better handle in the next three to six months whether the economy is going to tip into a recession. Yeah, let's hope it's before Christmas. I mean, ultimately, with regard to next week, I know the, the big thing really is is how the Fed will react to this, but what else are you looking out for next week? You know, any anything that could stir market sentiment? Well, you know, I think the markets also be keeping a very close eye on China. Mm. Uh, you have some key data coming out of China. You've got retail sales, you've got industrial production, you've got fixed asset investments, you've got property investments. These are some of the key indicators that come out of China every month. Mm-hmm. And May data will be out next week, I believe next Wednesday. And so the markets will be keeping a very close eye on that data as well to see if there's any signs of a rebound from the COVID slump that you know, China experienced in April. Yeah. You know, and we, if we don't see a big, big rebound, then you know, the markets are, again, you're not going to be a bit worried. You have a whole bunch of bad news coming together. So, But if, on the other hand, the numbers turn out to be a positive surprise, that could, you know, provide a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Actually, just a general question, just to wrap things up, since you brought up China, I mean, we, we had news earlier this week. There seems to be indication that they're stopping their, or they're about to, to wrap up their crackdown on the tech sector. And investors are trying to find that balance between not getting the white noise of China's very short-term management of COVID in terms of that zero policy and try to remember the long-term approach that they have. What are your thoughts on this and, and how hard is it to find that balance? Well, you know, it's very hard to find a balance because the volatility in China is huge. Yeah. I mean, if you look at how the ADRs performed yesterday, down very badly. You know, I mean, the movements in China are between 5 and 10% on a daily basis uh, for some of these Chinese equities. So, you know, if you're an investor who, who doesn't have the risk appetite, you, you know, you're going to have you're gonna have a lot of hard flutters. So you've got to be careful. But if you, if you are a medium-term investor, valuations in China are very depressed right now. But you must be ready to... You know, uh, withstand that short-term extreme volatility that China will go through. Because, you know, the, the policy making is very opaque. Yeah. Uh, while the markets expect them to loosen up on regulation, mm, they haven't said anything officially. Yes. So it's still a lot of speculation. Yeah, okay. Uh, I've been speaking with Vasu Menon, Executive Director Investment Strategy at OCBC Bank. Vasu, appreciate your time this morning. Take care and stay safe, yeah? Thank you, Elliot. You too. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg. 
or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.